0: Hello and welcome to the REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borks from Quito. 2021 is emerging as a record year for M&A activity in the REIT sector. And here to help us put all of that into perspective is my guest, Blake Ligio, partner in the real estate industry group of global law firm Goodwin. Blake, thanks for speaking with me again today.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Great to be here.
0: So first of all, what are the numbers telling us about M&A activity in 2021 and how it compares with other years and also, what's this suggesting overall about the health of the REIT industry?
1: Sure. Um, M&A activity in the industry this year through the third quarter only has surpassed total transaction numbers in all of 2020 and 2019. And that trend is also true for total deal volume as pricing for deals has improved coming out of the pricing troughs that we saw in many sectors during the pandemic. As far as what that says about the health of the industry, with prices largely recovering, you know, whereas over the last two years, it has been more challenging for boards to justify a sale of the company, perhaps, you know, as these valuations stabilize and and long term forecasts have as well, M&A activity has picked up pace as we would expect to see. So those are the the general trends that we've seen thus far in 2021. And we would expect, you know, that deal cadence to continue throughout the, the remainder of the year.
0: And what real property sectors have seen the most MA activity? And what sort of impact does it have when a company such as Blackstone becomes active in a sector?
1: Industrial, storage, data centers, multifamily, life sciences, those sector businesses really remain steady and some improved during the, the pandemics. We continue to see activity in those sectors during you know the end of 2019 and and uh, largely throughout 2020. In 2021, beginning this year, other sectors that had perhaps lagged during 2019 and 2020 have have regained activity. Um, notably, the the retail sector, and, and we're also beginning to see the office sector resume transactions or begin to think about entering into a transactional strategic review as well. As these companies have have begun to come out of the pandemic period and consider repositioning assets, looking at undertaking strategic reviews and seeking to, to regain scale across the market. As far as Blackstone's presence, we have continued to see Blackstone focus on the real estate industry. And that's certainly a a strong endorsement for the industry. Uh, We recently saw them enter into the data sector with the privatization of of QTS. So their presence continues to, you know, continues to support M&A activity in the industry.
0: And what would you say are some of the elements of the most successful REIT tie-ups that you've seen?
1: Sure. I mean, you know, first, of course, pricing has to has to validate a deal. I mean, we, um, we're not going to see a company sell unless the pricing is sufficient you know, most real estate MA activity is also financed. And today, the low interest rates and uh, inexpensive debt and equity financing costs are also continuing to drive deals. You know, the synergy story of a transaction is also particularly important, you know, especially where stock is the currency as it almost always is with real estate strategic deals. And, you know, those factors as far as synergies today, we're mostly seeing include moving into new geographic markets. You know, many companies prior to the pandemic pandemic. pandemic had moved to the coast, you know, in United States for US companies and you know, whereas now we're kind of starting to see companies move back into the Sun Belt where activity has grown the last two years. Gaining scale for more access to capital markets is also key from a synergy perspective. And also looking at cost models associated with remaining an independent company versus doing a deal. In some cases there are social aspects of a transaction that, that are also critical. For example, how two management teams will be combined in a transaction and how personnel talent will be allocated can decide whether a deal happens or not. And we often see that in stock-for-stock stock strategic transactions in the real estate industry.
0: Do you see activists becoming more focal in terms of pressuring weak boards to consider strategic alternatives?
1: Yes, definitely. Activism continues to be present in the real estate industry, uh, and it's regained momentum in 2021. You know, again, as pricing has improved and management teams and boards can no longer necessarily point to a pandemic recession as a reason for lower returns, activists have returned to the table, offering you know solutions to lagging aspects of various real estate companies. Um, we've seen this recently with the Monmouth transaction. And in fact, many transactions are often born from strategic reviews that are undertaken by boards with activist investors acting as the catalyst behind the scenes and sometimes also publicly.
0: So would you say that the role of boards in terms of M&A discussions has changed? At late? Are they more active than they were?
1: As far as the role today, in comparison to prior years, boards have can certainly get back into the boardroom and feel validated in connection with doing, you know, with thinking about engaging in a strategic transaction, and that's mostly driven by the fact that pricing has improved. The board's core role, especially on the sell side of a transaction, is always to maximize value for the shareholders. So there's always a role for the board, but we've seen boards you know, again, in 2019 and 2020, shy away from um, necessarily engaging in business combination activity, just given the fact that there is uncertain pricing and less clear long-term forecasts associated with remaining independent versus engaging in a business combination.
0: And earlier, you mentioned that deal volume would be sustained in 22. What factors are really supporting that activity?
1: You know again the cost of financing continues to be appealing for acquirers and that will continue to serve a role in connection with making deals happen pressures from activists as just noted have regained steam and privatization privatization transactions are also the highest that they've been since 2007 coming around to a Blackstone private equity based buyers role in the industry, you know, that presence remains high. And so we'll kind of continue to see companies think about going private versus continuing to sustain costs associated with remaining remaining in the public market.
0: Blake, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Pleasure to be here.
0: And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform.